This podcast was recorded before COVID-19 and protests around the death of all Black lives. Just as a reminder, here at It's Personal Podcast, we try to amplify the voices so often hidden in our world. Listen, take notes, and learn. Be nice, be kind, and respect one another. Peace. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Gary, and welcome to the second season of It's Personal. Okay, good. This is going to be really dope, but I don't want any <laughs> Putting yourself out there as practitioners who are growing and learning. Not at all. My name is Kwame Mbalia. I'm an author. I'm Padma Venkatraman, the author of The Bird Home. Sure, yeah. My name is Natasha Diaz. Code switching and all those things. I mean, all of that. All the time. I mean, he's still on the road all the time, but you know, like as a new mom. The relationship that I have cultivated from there. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. This is amazing. This is so fun. (laughs) This is going to be good. It's it's hard because it was like we were were together for like. Every day every day and no one stopped talking it felt like Mm -hmm. we had known each other for a long time and all of a sudden it's like the next day comes and it's like it's time to go well you know what's interesting what i will say is about you know twitter i don't tweet often and everyone knows this yeah but when i you know i I pop in and out whatever due to my crazy schedule all things that i have going on Uh however the relationships that i have cultivated from there uh-huh. I mean, some of the best in my life. I can I honestly say that. I agree. Honestly. I, yeah. 100%, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. We're on season two. I got my guy on today. Introduce yourself. Oh, man. Hi, everybody. Um, I am Lamar Timmons. I am a teacher in New York City. I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm kind of dope. Um, kind of a big deal. No, just joking. Um, teacher from New York City, teaching English. Um, uh, all about equity and justice for our kids. Lover of everything fashion and food. Um, so happy to sit there and talk with my brother. We, we met like, like, like yesterday. And who could imagine that, you know, how amazing Twitter is good at connecting the right people. Amazing. Like... If anyone doesn't know, like me and my guy, we like message every other day. Yeah, we're checking yeah. in on each other between yeah. you, between us two, and like Pat as well. Like it's been crazy to me, and then also being our Gary like, oh, and Pat. We're just it's insane, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you said yeah. that, let's let's hop into it. Like you said, lover of fashion and food. Like tell me about that. <sighs> oh, okay. So. um as growing up in Brooklyn, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and either you looked good or you didn't, <laughs> pretty much. And I grew up in Brownsville, which is uh, probably one of the um, most underserved neighborhoods in the borough. And I grew up in Brooklyn around the notorious B.I.G. era. And so, you know, we were kids. We were we were ghetto kids and we were kids that hung out on the block and we were kids that had to look fly you had to look good um and i just loved the way how black people looked when they when we got dressed up to the nines whether it was we were going to church or we were going to a party or we were going to an event and i just got so um 
used to seeing it so often with my mom and my cousins. And I was like, I really like that. Ooh, and I love how they used to put colors together and put prints and things together. And next thing you know, I was like, oh, I really like this. So I fell in love with fashion from then. Um, and so I'm always, you know, trying to um, switch things up, but also maintain a classic look as my mother kind of instilled in me. Um, and then the food part, my great grandma, Margaret Sarso, is she was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. And so you talking about Southern, this, that lady, <laughs> woo, she could cook you under the table. And so, <laughs> so um, she would always pull me into the kitchen and say, cut this up and cut that up and watch me do this. Or she would share stories about our family while we were in the kitchen. And so, um, from that experience, I learned how to cook, and I think I was forced to learn how to cook because she always said, "You're not gonna be my great grand, and you don't know how to cook." Okay. And so, I <coughs> just like Lana, um, and my sweet potato pie is unmatched. No, my sweet potato pie like me because um, I use my Nana's recipe, um, and she taught me that she taught me the essence of soul food. Right? It's I really like cooking from the soul and. You know, as black folk, we don't measure unless you're baking, right? Unless you're baking, that's and some. And sometimes when we're baking, <laughs> and, right? And sometimes when we're baking, right? But you know, the idea of like you know, you just know when it's enough know seasoning. It. You know when it's enough broth, or you just you just know just add a little something, or you know, add mm -hmm. some color to that. You just know. Mm -hmm. um, and so, between fashion and food and education, like that's here I am. That's great. It's amazing to hear because honestly, like I always say that um, I'm from Canada. So it's like a lot of people yeah. that don't know a lot about black people in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet someone and you hear you hear them talk and like you're just an example, and even within the books that I read that are from American authors, like we go through the same experiences. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. when you speak about your grandmother. And I, if I was to tell you, like, my grandmother and my experiences, it would it's, like, identical to you. Like, she <laughs> says the exact same things. Like, you have to know how to cook. And she mm -hmm. tells you, like, you don't need a piece of paper. You don't need to write stuff mm -hmm. down. Like, you taste it. You put mm -hmm. your finger in it. Like, it's yes. the exact same thing. Yes. Like, yes. I, love hearing, I love hearing that, man. I love yeah. That. Yeah. But what, what's your, like, besides sweet potato pie, what's your other, like... What's your other dish? Oh, What's your thing? Um, she she told me how to make these peach tarts uh -huh. um, that I'm still trying to perfect because I'm like, something is missing. And I don't, can't remember what's missing. Uh, but she's no longer mm -hmm. with us. So I can't like, call her and ask her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she used to, um, she told me how to make dumplings really, really well. But my mm -hmm. go-to is like, any, the thing that I always have to make at our family events is the macaroni and cheese. And I always have to fry the chicken. Because don't nobody fry chicken like me, baby. <laughs> Trust and believe, right? And um, my mama, she will. And it's so interesting because, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, but I also have these Southern roots. And so every now and then, a small Southern accent pops in um, and some of the words that I may say. Uh, but when I go down there to visit family, forget it. My cousins are like, "Where are? who are you? Like, Where are you from? Are you from here or there? I don't understand what's going on. Um, but between fried chicken and... And macaroni and cheese. And my favorite vegetable to cook is um, Brussels sprouts. She taught me this really, really amazing Brussels, uh, what is it, uh, baked oven roasted Brussels sprouts recipe. 
that she had learned when she was a kid that those are the big things that like I know that I could cook with my eyes closed. Traditions, I'm telling you, traditions, traditions. and like that kind of stuff is like those are the things you want to pass down, the things you want to remember. Absolutely. And it's I'm I'm happy to hear it because like last summer <clears throat> my grandmother's getting older too and she bakes like she's a baker and mm. by heart she's like in the community back mm. home like she everyone asks her about baking bread and it's like mm. anything from biscuits oh. from pies to like anything in the oven that has to do with like desserts like she's a per- like you just know like you ask her if it's a wedding mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she's offering her time to make mm-hmm. biscuits for everybody and i was like why don't i know how to do this <laughs> like why <laughs> Why is it that you have this recipe? Again, she has nothing written down. And this summer, last summer, we brought her out to our house and I just said, like, just go at it. Like, I just want to watch you do Mm -hmm. your thing. Mm -hmm. And she just, Mm -hmm. you know how it is, like, watching old folks. Started started pulling these ingredients together and just, you know, she used to make me bake cake from scratch. I used to be so angry. (laughs) <laughs> because baking a cake from scratch is a journey. And I have to be so Because it's like, what do you, like, how do you, like, for them, they just, like, you put a spoon in, you throw it in, and you're like, you're not even measuring right? anything. You just right, think- it's like, excuse me? But, you know, I think that, like, that's also, mm-hmm. it speaks to evolution, right? Does, you know, we can does. go online and, and search mm-hmm. a recipe and um, look at a video where for mm-hmm. them, they have to, like, really sit there and watch their... Yeah their uh, family members make this. So they had to just learn it by trial and error, like many Mm -hmm. of our dishes. And Mm -hmm. then some wrote it down, but they wrote it down like little index cards and put in like a tin foil box. (laughs) Or it was, you know, I would ask Nano, how do you remember? She's like, it's it's all up here. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it needs to be up here in mine. And so like, I Mm -hmm. need you to, (laughs) she's like, Uh no, you need to watch me. You just need to watch me. And so, And how do we kind of also instill that aspect in our kids? Like, mm-hmm. if you watch me close enough, I'm teaching you something along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it all works together. It does. It's funny because, like, my grandma also has this, like, she has a phone book. Like, and I say that in quotations. Like, this phone book so, is very much like you said. Like, she'll write everyone's her, numbers in it. Everyone's number. But she has that <laughs> shit, like, on every type of piece of paper. And it's not, it's like... <laughs> Phone numbers are upside down. They're like, mm-hmm. not, there's no names beside it. But like, yeah, you ask her, yeah. like, you ask her, like, who's like, can you find so and so's phone number? And you mm-hmm. see her looking through this book, and you're like, how do you even know or understand mm-hmm. where these names are? But she'll find that name. She'll find that mm-hmm. phone number, mm-hmm. just like that, just like mm-hmm. that. Traditions, mm-hmm. man. I'm telling you, traditions. It's crazy that it's live crazy. on forever. Yeah, totally. I'm totally. getting a little teary eyed just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Oh man. <laughs> No, I think it's traditions and like, I think older, we sometimes forget how valuable those relationships are and we forget. Yeah. We don't, we sometimes wait too long to have Mm -hmm. the conversations, spend the time. um, Mm -hmm. And we often look at our schedules and find our schedules are so busy. We're Mm -hmm. doing so much. And then Mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes it's too late, right? We wish that we would have spent more time. We wish that we would have had more conversations. Yeah. It's crazy, man. T- yeah. Tell me about tell me about teaching in New York, man. I see your kids oh, online. <laughs> what do you want to know? Beautiful kids. You know, honestly, I think I always like. I love New York. I've only been like I think three times there for a basketball tournament when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Went 
twice with like mom, like family, just for like shopping and hanging out. And one thing I love about New York is like there's black folk everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you look. Like, where are they? Like, you literally, like, you can't step outside. You can't go into and a not, store not and not see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe let's start by just like, tell me, what do you love? about being oh, in about? New York from New York and then teaching uh, New York. Oh, so like being from New York, you know, I was having this conversation on Monday. I'm so Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> I really am. You know, each borough has their own different personality. Um, each borough is special in their own way. I am Brooklyn all the way through and through from the way I say things to the, the way I dress, especially with my, my urban gear and everything like that. I, I loved growing up in Brooklyn. I loved it. It was never boring mm-hmm. every well everywhere isn't walking walkable but it is because mm-hmm. we would walk blocks upon blocks upon blocks upon blocks to go <laughs> visit um brooklyn is a community right and within that community are, uh, are smaller communities that support each other that grow each other you know you can't go in everywhere into the corner 24-hour bodega right mm-hmm. and outside and you know when i was a kid at three dollars you were good all day right and Mm so these little things that when i visit other places that are not there i'm like man this is what makes new york so special right Mm -hmm. our bodegas and our laundromats and you go everywhere you see black folk and there's all different types of food and and there's good food and not so great food and 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 you (laughs) you always run into people you grew up with or you know it's excuse me, at some point in time. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, New York is a city that never sleeps, literally. You know, mm-hmm. as a kid, I didn't understand how beautiful New York was. As an adult, I really get it because I've definitely mm-hmm. had experiences where I've walked home, or not walked home, gotten home the next morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and things were still up and running. And I'm like, what? Lights, um, everything. Uh-huh. Lights, the trains, right? The, you know, even the idea of like the train, right? Like mm-hmm. we have this massive subway system that, you don't need a car in New York. You really don't. Mm-hmm. You really don't. If you have access to the bus and the train, more so the train than the bus, you can go anywhere within the five boroughs. And it's crazy to me that, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when we were in Houston for NCTE and I was like, what is, <laughs> what, what is your subway system? Look like? Is there a subway system? Like I had so many questions because I'm like, what if I don't, I'm not that person that's always like, I have to Uber everywhere. I'm a walker. And I think New York, being a, being a New Yorker has made me a walker because we walk mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. We walk 15 plus blocks and that's nothing. We go to shopping. We go see plays. We go to the movies. We, we do everything where everyone else does, but it's, it's in her own crazy, loud, fun way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, teaching in New York is interesting because I am a product of the New York City Department of Education, right? I went to high school. I went to K-8 in uh, Catholic school in New York City, in Brooklyn to be specific. And then in high school, I went to high school in Manhattan. And so I'm a product of the New York City Department of Education. And now I was I serve those kids that I once was. And I think that um 
when I was done with my teacher preparation program, because I went to undergrad to be a teacher, um, mm-hmm. I went and I studied English education at SUNY Buffalo State. Shout out to the Bengals. And mm-hmm. I came, it was time to come home. Um, well, graduate. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to leave? Am I going to go to Maryland? Am I going to go to Texas? What do I want to do? I have options. But some people said, go back home, go back home. I wanted to go teach at my old high school, but it had closed down, so I couldn't. And so I started teaching in the charter school, and then I was like, absolutely not. And then I went and worked in a public school, and I loved it. I love that I get to work with kids that not only look like me, but their experiences are very similar. You know, they grow up in the neighborhoods that I hung out in, that I hang out in. I see them when I'm around. If I'm out and about, depending on the borough, I'll run into them and I'm there like, yo, Mr. Long. I'm like, hey, what's going on? So I always got to be mindful of what I'm doing and where. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know I can run into around. some of my students. Yeah, I, I can. I really can. Um, especially if I'm in like Harlem or the Heights or the certain sections of the Bronx. I'll see mm-hmm. my kids. Um, and so besides being a product of the DOE and then like the, uh, the, uh, the idea of I can see my kids all the time. Our experiences are so similar. How they're growing up, what they're growing up with. I mean, our dog grew up at a different time. Just the idea of like being in this space mm-hmm. and having to navigate this space as a teenager is, it's, it's unexplainable, right? It, it, yeah. it takes a gifted person to be able to live in New York City as a teenager and go to high school and have this sense of independence and and be a learner and be and learn this curiosity of the world because we try to give our students you know they can they can choose any school they want to go to within the five mm-hmm. boroughs mm-hmm. um they get a metro car so they can f- come and go you know as they please mm-hmm. and i always tell them like you are on the island of manhattan explore this thing i learned mm-hmm. the subway system because i went to school in new york city i had to take the mm-hmm. train and so i think mm-hmm. like uh, I'm happy I came home to do my first experience as mm-hmm. a teacher um, before I decided to go somewhere else. And then I got told yesterday by, no, Monday by a colleague. I was like, yeah, hey, you know, go out west. And she, and she was like, no, you're not. You're still right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament probably to what you've been doing though. Cause like, when, honestly, when I see, I've never been in your classroom, but when I see you, when you send me pictures with you and your kids, like for one, you know how it is with black people like yeah. you look just like you look yeah. just like the kids so like you i'm looking at you and i'm no. like where's like where is lavara even in this picture <laughs> so i can only imagine the experiences that you're able to the way you're able to relate to them and at the same time push them to do things that they can only dream of or put them in place to even dream about those things because you're you you've gone through it right i you know it definitely makes such a difference in learning. Um, so I've been with my same group for three years. Not many people can say that. Um, sometimes even myself, I'm like, oh, God, like really? Like this how does that how does that work? So <laughs> here's the story behind that. So <laughs> when they were freshmen, I was the I was the special education teacher in um, the earth science classroom, mm-hmm. and my job there was to add a lot of help at literacy. Um, mm-hmm. So I used to stretch my co-teachers thinking about um, how do we get them to like really explain this one writing? How can we add more articles? How can we do podcasting? Like things like that to really mm-hmm. add some versatile within literacy practices within earth science, which is not easy, but it's not difficult. It just takes some thinking mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. 
And so I taught an elective class and my principal really liked what I did with my elective class. And so when they were sophomores, there was an opening for an English teacher. And she said to me, I'm going to move you up with them. I said, okay, cool. So I moved up. I looped, as we call it. We, I looped mm-hmm. up with them. She loved what I did. Um, and then she said, I want you to loop up with them one more time. I think it's, I think it's a, you guys have a really good dynamic and I don't want them mm-hmm. to lose that. And I said, okay. So here I am with the same group <laughs> three years in a row, wow. um, two years as their English teacher and one year as uh, an earth science teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that alone has made our experiences together in the classroom so enriching because mm-hmm. I think that wall that can be there for kids between kids and teachers. Which, well, first of all, we're definitely co-learn. We're co-learners, right? And mm-hmm. so we're all this journey together. So mm-hmm. um, that wall that can be there, that whole like having to get to know you. I know them, like mm-hmm. I know them, and they know me, and they know the different nuances of me. It's crazy how kids study you without studying you, but study mm-hmm. you. That makes sense. It, it um, does totally. <laughs> and so. Um, it definitely, I'm able to take risk with them that I probably wouldn't have haven't tried. Um, they are the absolute best part of me because they push me to push them, right? Knowing that being, when you're with the same group, I, I always got to come with new tricks. I can't use the same tricks out of the bag anymore. Mm. I can't repeat the same units of study. I can't, I can't, um, use the same questioning. Everything has to be fresh. Because mm-hmm. they know me and I know mm-hmm. them. And then so but besides, uh, no, between pulling their interests and adding my interests and us having similar experiences growing up, whether it's in Brooklyn mm-hmm. or the Bronx or Harlem or um, Queens, right? And then we bring all of them to the It's such a big chaotic family. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, mm-hmm. It is the most organized chaos I have been a part of for the last <laughs> few years. And it is, you know, I have never had... If you want to know what love is. Wow. Okay. If you want to know what love is and true, authentic love, if you are yourself, your kids will show it to you. If you've never experienced it, if you don't know what it looks like. I love that. Because they have, I think about, I have this bet with my friend at work that I can't cry at graduation. And if I cry, oh. I owe them. I owe them twenty dollars, dude. So, we're, dude, we're what? We're, we're we've cut, we've cut for the same cloth, dude. I can already. We the same people. I'm telling you, dude. We we be balling, so don't even matter. And so I was, I'm like this. I was like, I can't cry at graduation, but I just like I, they are such. They are so the best part of me. I would oh. not be this critical. I would not teach from a critical lens or critical race theory or critical literacy theory. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this anti-racist social justice teacher if it was not for them. If it mm-hmm. was not for them telling me I need something different, I need something more. When they found out that, you know, it, it, when kids find out you're moving up with them again and they smile. Excited. I was like, wait, what? You, you guys want it? And now they're mm-hmm. like, so in 12th grade, we're going to, I'm like, no, in 12th grade, you are going <laughs> you're going to go up and I'm going to stay back. And they're like, wait, no, no. What what do you mean? And I'm like, Mm. listen, remember all that I've taught you. Mm -hmm. And so between, you know, I I never forget it. We were, 
having a conversation about something happening on TV. And one of my students was like, you know, cause that, 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 that right there appealed to, um, the logos, right? That's, that's that logic right there. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what do you mean? Can you elaborate? He's like, do you see all this evidence here? Like, look, look what he's doing. Look what he did. This, 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 and this. And I was like this. I, I said, uh, wow. And also like, you know, it's not about like, cause everyone gets so excited. Oh, the black boy picked up a book and it's like, but okay, that's wonderful. And I, and I want them to read, but also like, let's go a step further. Like, how are we creating opportunities for them to see other experiences as well, mm-hmm. right? And so, mm-hmm. like, I took them to see Just Mercy because we're going to read it. So I took them mm-hmm. to see it, and they were like, I'm, you know, I'm bawling in the movie theater and everything because it, it's, it's an emotional film. And lo and behold, my kid's coming over to console me, right? They're coming over. You okay? You need a hug? I'm, get off me. I'm fine. <laughs> <I'm> fine. <laughs> and also these conversations that we can have around race and around um privilege and power and 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 really trying to teach them to how to navigate this world and how to do it right is it it really i i can i cannot stress i think i became my best teacher with them mm, wow Amara, with all that like honestly it gives me goosebumps just like hearing you talk about them like this do you feel for here's all the things this is what i'm hearing for one you're from the community you know like the the kids have this crazy connection with you based on just like how you're basically giving your entire self to them like do you feel i literally just got a text message from one yeah are you (laughs) that's like i literally just got a text message (laughs) continue (laughs) do you do you feel pressure at all like do you feel like you're it, it sounds like This is just part one. Check back soon for part two.